Hey, hey, it's your girl Chai, and you are tuned in to another episode of Chai Chat. So, sorry I've been MIA. It's a lot going on in my life as well as in, you know, society and the industry. So, there's a lot of things I want to get into. But first, I really want to talk about what's going on with Kanye and Kim West. Yes, I know that it's been discussed and shared ad nauseum, but I think what's missing in these discussions is the seriousness of it. So some people think it's a gimmick. You know, it's a promotional tactic for Kanye. He has an album coming out later this month on the 22nd. And... Kim, you know, their their new uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Well, it's not called that anymore. It's called the Kardashians. And that's coming up soon, but I'm not sure. Sh- I can't remember what. But they've been doing promotions for it now. And surprisingly, Disney Plus is uh, hosting or giving them a platform. Yeah, I'm still super confused about that. But yeah, so they both have these huge projects that are in the works. And so some people... Um, make some valid arguments that, hey, you know, they're both attention seekers and they got big projects coming out and they just want to keep their names trending and want to get us all hyped up and in anticipation because, you know, the Kardashians could easily show on their show what's been going on in their marriage and separation and divorce. And Kanye, you know, he can easily have his fans and non-fans anticipating his album spilling tea in fact that's one of the main things i see when it comes to the discussion about kanye is that oh he's going to spill their tea he's going to spill their tea but i'm like okay so let's talk about the fact that whether or not this is a gimmick if it's fake or you know it's for promotional purposes his behavior is not acceptable and it's dangerous for one he is openly stalking and harassing Kim it doesn't matter that they're still legally married it doesn't matter that she's the mother of his four kids he is still making their situation a very uncomfortable and threatening situation for her and what's crazy to me is that this type of behavior if it was normal regular degular people we will all will be sitting there like yo like you need to go to the police you need to get a protective order you need to do this and do that because what he's doing is obsessing over her and let's be real that's always been a thing with Kanye when it came to Kim he always obsessed over her and some people thought it was endearing I never thought it was cute endearing or anything and this is way back in like 2009 2010 he used to openly admit that he you know was obsessed with Kim and he um at one point way back then because some of y'all forgot or you just weren't old enough way back then before they got together officially hell before he even got with Amber or was this after Amber this was probably a little no this was a little bit before Amber I want to say it was somewhere around that timeline that he had, like, um, he made a sex tape with a Kim Kardashian lookalike. Yes, way back then. So, I know now there's a 
the trending topic of him being with a Kim Kardashian lookalike. And I'm like, oh my God, he's doing this shit again. And I'm like, so we're all going to pretend like he didn't do this like 12 years ago. He did do this. <laughs> he had a whole sex tape with the Kim Kardashian lookalike. He said that he was obsessed with Kim. He, this is from his own mouth. And I've always felt like their relationship was based, at least on his end, was based on something that was very um, objectifying and and unhealthy because he had this really unhealthy fascination with Kim Kardashian. Like he treated her like a glorified sex doll that he can dress up and he can promote and he can quote unquote elevate and whatever he wanted to do, he could do that for her. And if you pay attention to some of his tweets, you can see the underlying message that he's trying to convey. And he's saying, you know, I'm the one that not only elevated your status, but the status of your entire family. So he feels entitled to her on a, on a way that's, you know, very possessive and controlling. And I believe Kim uh, alluded to his controlling behavior too. Not that she needed to. We all could see it. When In the initial stages of their relationship, he used to, um, he didn't used to, he, there was an episode on um, Keeping Up with the Kardashians where he went in her closet and threw out her entire wardrobe and everyone thought that was so cute they thought oh my gosh he's about to buy her all these new popping clothes and da, da, da. And again I say this <laughs> I've been saying it then and I'll say it again I never thought that shit was cute to me that shit was very um indicative of him being controlling him being him viewing her as a product as an object as something that he can play with and 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 you know, I guess elevate at his whimsy or whatever. And I could tell in that episode that she was uncomfortable. Kim was not um, comfortable with him throwing out her entire wardrobe. And everyone always say over the years that she dressed way better than she did before she got with Kanye. Granted, it was basic 2010-ish fashion, sure, but she had personality and color. And remember, he had her dressing in like monotone colors, neutral colors. Um, sometimes it was raggedy. Like people used to like talk about the fact that it seemed like all she wore was like spandex and leggings all the time and calling it high fashion or whatever, whatever. But not to make it seem like Kim was, you know, completely innocent and powerless in this. Kim obviously signed up for it. I don't care what nobody say. Kim Kardashian did not want no MFN Kanye. Never did. She said that they were friends. AKA she friend zoned him. And she had him in the friend zone all those years that they were quote unquote friends. And it wasn't until the, uh, society was getting ready to get her ass up out of there because she had that whole marriage fiasco with Chris Humphreys and people tend to forget and I'm here to remind them P 
people, she received a lot of backlash for that like 72 day marriage because she did this whole debacle. First of all, she had their entire relationship on keeping up with the Kardashians, despite the fact that he did not, Chris Humphreys did not want that to be, you know, a part of their relationship. Granted, he knew what type of, um, situation he was getting into. So again, accountability, he's not innocent in this. He's not, uh, a blameless victim in this he knew exactly who she was and what made her famous which was reality tv so she's going to document her reality and he knew that she was thirsty for fame and for a-list status he knew that so for him to want to sit here and pretend like well you know what who involved there you know all these cameras and things like that same argument with kanye you knew exactly who she was and you knew exactly what she was doing because he had those same type of complaints, which is baffling to me. But anyway, so Kim, at that point, when she was receiving all that backlash, she was desperate. She was desperate for relevancy. She was panicking at the idea of going right back into obscurity. And, you know, she, she fucked up huge with that whole marriage special and then the subsequent divorce, which was just so fucking crazy. Um, because it's like, why the fuck did y'all get married if you didn't want him? And she said in the episode that she got married because she didn't want to let everybody else down. So Kim was in a very precarious uh, situation when it came to that. And Kanye just, you know... He was there, always obsessing, always, you know, calling out from the friend zone. And he saved her. Let's be real. He said he not only saved her, he elevated her. And according to his latest tweets, he gave her the culture, which we're going to get into a little bit later. So, yeah, I'm in agreement with Kanye on that point in that he elevated the fuck out of her and her family status kylie wouldn't be kylie as we know her today if it wasn't for kanye and his uh project that he had with kim and i'm just keeping it all the way above so i do believe that it was a transactional dynamic I also believe that at some point, you know, she tried to, because I'm going to be real, I never ever thought that Kim Kardashian was attracted to Kanye, like genuinely attracted. He's cringy as hell, okay? He's cringy as hell. If you go back to the history of their relationship and, you know, for instance, one thing that sticks out to me was when... They were walking down the street and paparazzi, because, you know, Kim Kardashian allegedly always was calling paparazzi, tipping them off of, to where they would be at and things like that. But they're walking down the street and he bumps his head. He's going off on the paparazzi and then he bumps his head on the fucking big ass stop sign that was like right in front of him. And I always think about that and I'm like, that shit is the epitome of this clown ass relationship that they've been pushing in our faces all these years. You know, it just it's always these cringy things. And in another episode where he wanted a flesh toned colored band aid. 
this is on keeping up with the Kardashians. Pick the whole fight with her for not having this brown band-aid in the house. So it was like clown-ass antics like that. But, but, I can kind of see the validity of that argument. Because it's like, girl, you the only white girl in this house. Like, let's be honest. In the West house, you're the only white girl in there. Your children are brown. Kanye is black. So, you know, and when I say brown, I mean mixed. And Kanye is not mixed. And she, and Kim is not mixed. So she's white. He's black. Their kids are brown. So why are there no flesh tone colored uh, band-aids? So I can see how he felt some type of way. But again, and this is a whole other video. I don't know why a lot of black people get with non-black people and then do these subtle little, you know, shade and, and attacks on the fact that this non-black person doesn't ne necessarily have everything to accommodate the black partner that they have. If that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? So you got with this white girl. Do you really think that she's going to think in her head like, oh, let me make sure I have, you know, brown colored band-aids around. Especially given the fact that Kim is, she was born in like, what, 1980, 1981? Back when we were growing up, because I was born in 89, when we were growing up, there was only like one type of band-aid. So even me, like to this day, my first initial thought isn't to go get like band-aids that are my color. And they do sell them. I just recently got a pack. But that was because I saw it. But it's not something that's in my mind. Because in my mind, that product was just, it was a Band-Aid. You know, it was just a beige color. And, and I suspect that she was probably thinking on that same type of mindset as well. In addition to the fact that she is white. And there's just certain things that that's not going to cross her mind. So, um, shoot, <laughs> I forgot my last point. Oh, yeah, we were talking about the Band-Aids. So, yeah, um, they both just, I, I've established that they both had a transactional dynamic. I don't think that their marriage, their relationship was ever rooted in genuine love. Um, but they had children. And I'm not going to lie, when you have kids, things tend to change. So... While I do think, at least on Kim's side, I'm assuming, because, you know, she's a mother, she's a, she's, um, a woman that she may have grown to have deep care, if you will, <laughs> towards Kanye due to their children. And maybe that's the same for Kanye. Um, I can't really say for certain. I don't know how men feel about certain things. Um, so here we are in today. Today's debacle of them getting divorced, getting separated. Now, for years, I would often say, oh, they're going to get divorced. They're going to get divorced, whatever, whatever. But as time have gone on, I thought, Oh, wow. I was wrong about that. I actually wasn't expecting them to announce late last year that they were getting a divorce. 
I was actually kind of shocked because I don't know, maybe I stopped caring (laughs) at some point, but it was definitely on the lines of I initially for like the first few years of their entire relationship, um, I'm talking pre-marriage as well, um, I will always say, oh, they're going to break up. They're going to, you know, get a divorce, whatever, whatever. But then as time went on, I felt like because of the children, like I said before, because of the children, I felt like, okay, maybe, you know, their feelings for each other has become, you know, rooted and connected due to the fact that they have children together. And maybe, you know, because their union had reaped tremendous profits for both of them and increase their brand visibility and profitability, I felt like, okay, you know, this is actually a power couple. Maybe, you know, they met their match with each other as far as that goes. Um, so we, through Kim and just little glimpses here and there, we saw that things were kind of on shaky ground. Now, again, I didn't think that she would get a divorce, but I always assumed that Kim had a side dude. Like, I just always assumed that because, like I said, she never seemed genuinely attracted to Kanye, ever. I never saw her look at Kanye with, like, lust and want and desire and love. Not the way that she looked at Reggie. Y'all remember when she dated Reggie? Exactly. And there's been other guys that she's been, you know, attached to that you can obviously tell like she was sexually attracted to them. But I never got that vibe from from her when it concerned her husband, Kanye. So for that reason, I always assumed that she, you know, was able to, you know, move around a certain way. Now, keep in mind, this entire episode is my opinions, my observations, and so obviously it's alleged. I don't know for a fact. I I don't know these people, but when it came out that her and Drake may have been involved, I was like, yeah, I can see that totally. And the fact that Kanye had reacted the way that he did, remember when he went on, I want to say Insta Live. He did something on social media where he directly addressed Drake and told him he was like fucked up for not quelling those rumors. Like he didn't release no statements. He didn't say anything about like, oh, that's cap, whatever, whatever. And so Kanye felt some type of way. He's like, yo, you're just going to let the public just run wild with these allegations. Um, So I think he felt like there was some truth to it. And also my second point with me feeling like Kim was able to have other men while married to Kanye, I truly, truly believe that Kanye is a cuckold. What is a cuckold? A cuckold is typically a man who um, is in a dynamic with, and I'm speaking on a heterosexual vibe, He's in a relationship with a woman, and this woman is more sexually dominant than him, and he gets off on not only that sexual dominance from that woman, but also her 
um, sexual availability to other men and him knowing about it or and or him actually seeing it go down. And y'all would be surprised at the amount of men that are into that. I'm talking about regular daily dudes that are into that. Um, I do plan on doing like another episode where I talk about some of the uh, conversations I've had with men concerning sexual preferences and their fetishes and such. And a lot of them don't even know what that is. But I've had quite a few who who definitely gave me cuckold teas. For instance, I had a guy tell me, yeah, I love to hear about, I had several guys, now that I think about it, they love to hear about my alleged sexual liaisons with other men. Like they wanted to know every detail. That was something that they just really liked. But, and then when I drew it to their attention, like, yo, it sounds like you're a cuckold. Like you got some of that, you know, type of fetish or whatever. They did not care for that, honey. They did not care for that. So again, that's a whole other episode when it comes to labels and stuff like that and identifying. Cause some people just aren't comfortable with those type of labels, but that's what they're essentially doing. Well, anyway, I think that um, Kanye is definitely a cuckold, and that's based off of the fact that he, I forgot where this came from. I I forgot, but I want to say he came out and said that he used to watch Kim, Kim K's sex tape all the time with Ray. And then recently he said that he went and got in a, Another tape that, you know, remember, there's been rumors for the past two years that there was another tape of Kim K um, and Ray J outside of the tape that we know of. And that in this tape, allegedly, Kim is being pissed on by Ray doing little water sports. That's another fetish that a lot of guys are into. Anyway, um. So that rumor has been floating around for the past two years, and there wasn't a lot of traction with it. It didn't get a lot of visibility. WAC 100 spoke on it, and people dismissed him because he's WAC 100. Um, but Kaye, like a week ago, said that he secured that tape. He flew in from somewhere and on a red eye, got the tape. And then took it directly to Kim and gave it to her. And she cried from relief, from happiness, whatever, whatever. And he said he did that for her. So that was kind of his way of confirming like, yeah, that tape exists. It's real. Now, whether the contents of it is, you know, what the people are saying, we don't know. But there was another tape that was floating around and he got it. The original, according to Kanye. So I thought that was really interesting. But again, that story went nowhere on the blogs. And so I'm like, oh, I wonder if she has a hand in paying the blogs off with that. But I digress. Um, This may sound like it's all over the place. I'm just trying to get you all to understand the intricacies of their relationship. Because this was not a traditional type of marriage. Like I said, this was a marriage that was based in transactional mutual interest for the both of them and with that speaking on Kanye's side comes a level of control of possession of objectification and that's what leads me to 
my next point in that once their marriage fell apart, you know, due to a whole variety of things, I guess it just became to a point where Kim felt like she didn't need him anymore. You know, she is solid A-list celebrity now. And she has a billion-dollar company in Skims. Her last name, her marital last name, has gotten her into the fashion elite's circles. And she herself admitted to that, that it was Kanye that bridged that gap, made her legit with these fashion people, and got her in the door. He basically legitimized her celebrity. So because I don't know if y'all are aware, but there was like this unspoken thing that Anna Wintour had banned Kim Kardashian from the Met Gala and from being featured in Vogue. And it was Kanye and his relationship with Anna Wintour, their friendship, that um, got Kim into her good graces. And for those who aren't aware, Kanye's first love and passion is fashion. And I may not agree with all his fashion decisions, but one thing I can say is that he definitely set trends and set the tone. I feel like the way that people in LA are currently dressing now is a direct influence of Kanye. And um, he is he can design the fuck out of a heel. I said this before. When Cruel Summer Heels came out, that had us in a chokehold for about three, four years um, I think he should definitely get back into that bag as far as designing women's heels. The whole um clear heel, clear strap thing that's been trending for the past three years. Yeah, that's Kanye. So I just wanted y'all to know, like, he's very influential and they take him very seriously. Um, and Kanye has came out and said plenty of times, you know, he his passion is fashion and that's what he wanted to do. That's what he's doing now. And he spoke at length about the difficulties and securing funding for that, investing, the velvet ropes that he had to encounter when it came to trying to get into certain circles and do certain things within the fashion realm that he felt like the gatekeeping was, you know, rooted in prejudice, um, et cetera, et cetera. So he went on and on about that. So, Fashion has also been Kim's passion. And that's one of the things that they shared in common and what they had in common with their friendship. And Kim had always wanted to work with designers, always wanted to be, you know, on the red carpets and make galas and wear the latest designs and have those type of friendships and relationships. And Kanye helped her with that because Kim's um, humble beginnings was that she was a stylist. That was how she got her foot in the Hollywood door, if you will. So years, 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 years later, here we are now, Kim doesn't need Kanye anymore because now she is a legit celebrity. She has her own billion dollar fashion company with Skims. She's worked with all these designers. She don't look that bad in their designs. And so she has, she built her own relationships with them, which she stated plenty of times on her show. I remember she kind of went off on somebody. I forgot who it was, but she was like, yo, these relationships with the fashion designers and such, these are important relationships for me. And it took me years to curate these relationships. So, yeah, she holds it very near and dear to her heart. 
She's been featured in these high fashion magazines, featured in um, their campaigns, et cetera, et cetera. So she is done. She she put up with Kanye's antics, his meltdowns, his erratic behavior behind closed doors. And you can tell that she was, you know, quietly fed up with his antics and having to constantly cover his butt and co-sign on his ignorant shit and, uh, you know, just all the time. And I think it came out from somebody that when he tried to run for president in um, 2020, that was when it had came to a head because that year, or was it 2021? Well, basically that year, no, it was 2019, 2020. He, during a, in one of his little campaign fundraiser or whatever, he went on a diatribe about how Kim didn't want North at first, allegedly. And um, he just spilled all types of private, intimate details about their life, her life, her choices. And everyone was in agreement, like, yo, you doing too much. Like, that's that's not something you talk about. I think we all who who have kids, we've all had, you know, those fleeting thoughts of, oh, my God, is this the right decision? Should I go through with this pregnancy? Should we have this kid? You know, because you're weighing options and making sure you're making the right decision for not just yourself, but your child. So we've all had those type of thoughts. And um, for him to even speak on it when it was irrelevant to everything It was just really humiliating. And I think it was at that moment where she kind of was like over it. And then I don't know who it came first, that incident or when he went on Twitter and started coming for her and her entire family saying, you know, they they keep trying to make him crazy. They keep trying to get him committed. And um, Chris is Kim Jong something. (laughs) I don't know how to say the word. I mean, the name, you know, just he went. In and went off. And you know what? If Kim was petty, she should have said, you know what? I'll apologize first when you do a public apology for how you dragged me and my mom and my sisters in front of everybody. So, yeah. So that year was really rough for their family. And I think at that point, in addition to him constantly trying to get her to leave Calabasas, I think she just was like, I'm over it. I'm done. I don't, I'm unhappy because on one of the, the final episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, she was, she was pretty transparent about how she felt in their marriage. And she was saying that she felt alone. He was always gone. You know, she would look at other couples and see that intimacy and, And them doing regular things that, you know, brought them closer together. And she just really, really wanted that for herself. And she could not get that from Kanye. Um, Kanye was always, like, very expressive and very, like, you know, big gesture type. Like, remember, he rented out that whole stadium to propose to her. Um, He did some other like really big things that people on the outside looking in would be like, oh, wow, he really loves her. He's, he's, you know, doing, he's giving her the moon, the stars, everything. Like he's doing all of that. And she said out of her own mouth that, you know, yeah, he's good for those big things and stuff, but I want the little things. 
aka I want intimacy, which we lack in this marriage. We lack mutual attraction. We lack um, actual intimate feelings and and things of that nature and she was just done on top of dealing with his crap so um yeah that's that's how we got to here to this day of why kim doesn't want to go back to him and he's even today He's still begging for their family to be together. And and that's the thing. He doesn't understand how his erratic behavior drove her away. Now, I'm not Team Kim. I know it may sound like that. I'm definitely not. But any reasonable person can see how Kanye drove a wedge between them and drove her away and drove her damn near crazy with his behavior and he refuses to get consistent medication and therapy for it yeah he went you know the religious route or whatever but if anything it made him a lot worse because he then tried to slut shame her even though it was his mostly his ideas for her to pose, you know, naked and he encouraged her to do those type of things. Because remember, I said, I believe he's a cuckold. And he got off on the fact that other men found her very, very sexually attractive. And that was one of his ways of getting off through his cuckold fetish. That might be an out out of their theory, but I, I 100 percent believe it. And then when he got religion, he punished her for it. So um, what he's doing now, the constant public embarrassing antics of, you know, trying to get her family to publicly apologize for not telling him about Chicago's birthday, trying to constantly beg him to get back with them so their family could be together, despite the fact that he moved right across the street from their house. And that in and of itself is, I don't care what nobody say, that's very unhealthy. He could have went down the street. He could have been 10 minutes away. He purposely moved across the street to control him it's all about control and um him stalking her him constantly like bringing her up unwarranted irrelevant to anything that's going on and it's always in a negative light and Kim not saying anything now again I'm not defending Kim I actually think that Kim and her family won't say anything because Kanye is a loose cannon they can't control him and he said that himself several times they cannot control him and they're afraid of what he will reveal about their family because even if they have an NDA gag order whatever Kaya is the type of man that he don't give a fuck. He has enough money to keep paying that fine. Uh, he can pay off whatever lawsuit they want to bring up. If he breaks it, he will break it. So they're they're treading very lightly for that point. And two, they have always been walking on eggshells when it comes to the black community. Um, but for some reason, no matter how high their star has risen, they really, really want black people's cosign and they will do almost anything for it and I think that that's why Kanye dangles that over their head aka I gave y'all the culture um so they know that they're on thin ice with the black community and that if they say something that they don't like that's out of line or whatever whatever they gonna be on their ass and I'm talking about the black community so um 
what else was the other point? I think, yeah, I think that's it. It's those two main points why I believe Kim won't say anything. I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that he's the father of her children. She respects him. She loves him. She knows he's going through mental issues. Nah, she don't give a fuck about none of that. She just knows that he has way too much leverage. Even though she doesn't need him for her celebrity status, that she can, you know, open doors herself now. He still has the power to close doors on her. All he got to do is spill some tea on them. And he knows that. They know that. And so that's why they're not doing the back and forth with him. And they're not going to even try to defend themselves. She released that statement, but it was very sanitized. It was very politicized. You can tell that, you know, someone, an attorney and a PR professional carefully constructed that statement and put it out there. Because he still has tremendous amount of power over her entire family. He can shatter the image that they spent over a decade crafting. And and that is another way that he has wielded control over her. So the constant stalking, the constant uh, PR manipulation tactics... The obsession with bringing up their family and bringing up what she got going on with Pete and just all of these things. Oh, and her family and stuff. It's very disturbing and everyone is kind of making light of it. And I'm like, this dude is dangerous. Okay, he's dangerous. And they keep saying, oh, she's going to get OJ and stuff. And I'm like, that's not funny. It's not funny. (laughs) I have morbid curiosity. I sometimes like to get into the details of how, you know, certain high profile murders happen and stuff like that. And so with the OJ murders, I mean, the OJ murders, I'm sorry, um, the Nicole Simpson and I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm blanking on her friend's name, but he he died with Nicole Simpson. They were horrifically murdered. And a lot of people don't know how horrible their murder was and what that deranged killer did to them. That deranged killer not only stabbed them so many times, but in the fit of rage, they cut Nicole Simpson's throat so deep that they damn near decapitated her head. And I saw those pictures. I saw how horrible that was and and the fact that her family had to see that and read that and know that. And her children are still here. You know what I'm saying? And and for people to just casually joke about it and just, you know, make light of it, I truly believe it's because they feel like they, they, they just don't know the details and the reality of how horrific their murders were. But I say all that to say, that it has been like agreed upon that OJ was obsessed with Nicole Simpson and that when their marriage ended, he allegedly um, like used to stalk her, used to, you know, fixate on her, her every move and this, that and a third. And so I, I just feel like Kanye is really on dangerous territory. He's mentally unstable. He has always had this obsession with 
with Kim. I don't even think he considers her a person. I don't really think he ever did. He, she's his little doll that he dressed up, propped up. And the fact that she not only don't want him anymore, don't need him anymore, but is dating a white man, I think it's, is driven him into the brink of complete insanity. And I feel like every day that we see this dude post about their situation, it's just elevation of the rage that he feels and and the dangerous territory. Like he even slipped up and spilled tea about Kim feeling like he put a hit out on her or something like that. So, you know, I feel like there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that's not being talked about and she is afraid and she has reason to be and I think that we need to talk about that because there are so many men that be on this same type of time and a lot of them go through with murdering their you know their women or their past women or whatever whatever crimes against women have increased they have drastically increased over the years and you know with the increasing popularity of red pill channels and you know this male empowerment on a toxic level type of messaging that's going on and then Kanye Kanye has tremendous influence on the populace he really does we clown him and stuff like that but this dude really does influence people and I feel like his antics are only legitimizing other people that are doing that and it's just you know it's scary and if I was Kim I I would be taking legal action I would increase my security I would get a protective order I would get a cease and desist so he could stop fucking mentioning her name all the time because this is harassment he's harassing her He's stalking her. He's harassing her. And it's just not right. It's not fair. And and I think that we need to start taking this seriously. And we need to start condemning these types of behavior instead of, you know, making it seem like, oh, if he's not obsessed with me and threatening me, that means he don't care about me or he don't care about you, whatever. That's not what this is at all. So hopefully this episode made some sense to y'all and y'all could see where I was coming from with my perspective again all of this is alleged this is just from my opinion and my perspective but I um I just want to go on the record and say that what he's doing to Kim is not okay and I don't find it funny I don't find it entertaining um this is not you know the type of tea spillage that I wanted I it's just it's not cool and I I'm really concerned for for Kim and I hope that this is just a concern that doesn't elevate into a I told you so I really I really do it's not that far off guys so you know be careful about the type of messaging that you're spreading the type of messaging that you're consuming and the type of messaging that you're co-signing. And that's it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in and have a great day.